For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three pointer. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. So Ory for three. Oh, unbelievable. This guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Ory from Well, let's say we've uh, huddled up and done this 153 times. <laughs> it is the uh, Big Shot Bob podcast. B-Dog, Brandon Harper. I'm Rob Jenners. And uh, the best role player in NBA <laughs> history. Uh, <laughs> Robert um, Ory. Uh, we were talking before we started. Some dude made a video of you on YouTube. Um, yeah. Can you? I, I haven't. You just texted to us like literally a second ago, like as the show mm-hmm. opens rolling. So I have obviously we haven't had a chance to watch it. But uh, what did this guy do? What is this? It was weird. He did a video, a deep dive video. You know, covering me I, almost year by year, talking about all my big shots and talking about the contributions to every series to help. You know, a swing series of what I did to swing a series and win it, even down to the Steve Nash bump where he he literally oh. said that. I sat back and thought of what can I do to get Phoenix to lose? Like, oh, yeah, ah, body check Steve Nash was going to cause Amari Stoudemire to come off the bench, which is their second best player, which is going to cause us to win this series. I'm like, I ain't that damn smart now. I'm smart, <laughs> but I ain't that smart to know what so I can make someone think. <laughs> So it was. It was. It's really. It's really good, though. Uh, you'll check it out. If it, well, I'm gonna yeah. share it on our social. We'll put it up on our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this video. Do you know this guy or just a random dude? No, just some random guy. Random um, dude. Yeah, some random guy. And I was like, okay. And it's it's. I sent it to my mom. She was on her way to the post office, and she said I couldn't get out the car because I was smiling, laughing, crying, all the emotions. She was oh, like, shit. it was. She was like, it was one of the best videos she's ever seen. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, big ups to um I think his name was what Clayton or something like that. Um we'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll find out. Maybe mm. we maybe we get him on the show. Jesus. Yeah. Seems, in, yeah, seems to know more about you than we do. Yeah, his name is Clayton. <laughs> seems to know more about you than you do, actually. <laughs> I know it, right? He's giving Some you credit for shit you didn't like, even think of. He's like, Yeah. I was like, Did I do that? I totally did that like, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jaleel White and Urkel. Did I do that? <laughs> oh <I> god. <laughs> Harp, how many uh, random people have made videos about you for YouTube? Anybody? No? Nobody? Not, none that I know of. I hope not. <laughs> they, they own that other tube. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harp's, got, Harp's got an OnlyFans page. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't have one of those. Right. Um, well, man, good Lord, we got a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to, we're, by the way, we're going to play. Um, uh, a game called. I hope we play I hope we play Monty. Oh, I thought you was about. To oh, play I got Monty. Game. No, I got Monty. I feel bad, man. That's the first time I felt bad for someone. I last got Monty. Night. <laughs> so this was at the end of the uh, of the Pistons Knicks game, which mm-hmm. I watched. I hadn't yep. seen, but I watched the sequence this morning, and I'm not even kidding. I think I had to watch it like four or five times to really get an idea of what was happening in that play at the end of the game. 
So Monty's pissed because, and I don't know who it is, but somebody dove at one of his uh, players' legs trying to get the ball. When What's was, his name? Dijavinte? Yeah, whatever his name. Yeah. yeah. And he said he was trying to play the ball. He goes, I wasn't trying to. I was just trying to trying to play the ball, which I mean, you can't really, from all the angles I've watched in this video, it's hard to mm-hmm. tell if he's trying to foul him or it looks like he's reaching for the ball. But there was so much contact, and then there was no call. <laughs> it was awful, man. So here's, here's I, I cut it down to about 30 seconds. Monty came in after the post game, <laughs> and he sits at the table and I don't even think anybody got a question off. Mm-mm. And he just lays in. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs. And there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. And then he gets up, and he, and he walks out. Not, yeah. not in the question. So, yeah, I'm with you. I did, I did feel – I felt bad for him in that moment. Yeah, especially <laughs> because when you're having a season they're having, and then you oh. – you lose a game to a good team like the Knicks that could be a turnover. You legitimately probably should have won. Could have yeah. won. And the, and the bad thing about it, it was two bad calls down. And then you had the verticality call. They call a foul for Josh Hart. And he, he makes the end one. I'm like, that's verticality. What else do you want this team to do? I'm like, man, I, I feel I really, that's the first time I ever felt bad for a coach and an organization because that was just clearly two bad calls down the stretch. Yeah, they um... – the reps have not been the greatest this season. There's been um, a lot of this. There's been a lot of this this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand that, you know, you, you want coaches and players to maintain some level of decorum when it comes to calling refs out and things of that nature, obviously, because you get fined. Uh, but with the amount of every, – after every game, the you know, they come out and say, hey, we got this wrong. Or we should have made this call. Or we should have made that call. Do reps get fined for them coming back out and at the end of the game when there's no possible way that you can fix it because the guys aren't going back on the court to replay it. So no. when you come out and say, "Hey, hey we it, this should have been called, or this shouldn't have been called, or this, that, and the third. If I get fined on one end for calling you out, is there a fine or some type of repercussion for refs for when they make a bad call and then have to come back out and say this call should have been made or this call shouldn't have been made in a pivotal game like that or so, in a pivotal ac- moment in the game? According to the NBA, uh, while officials do not get punished for a single bad call, a history of calls is part of the decision in making the process for getting special work like the All-Star game, the playoffs, and the finals for which referees can get paid extra. So I don't think – I think their motive is – you make good calls, you'll get you'll get your you'll get your mm-hmm. highlight stuff. You'll get to you'll yeah. get to ref in the finals. You'll get some All Star Weekend stuff and some extra pay. But if you're consistently making bad calls, yeah. it doesn't look like there's a system in place up. to find them. It just yeah. they fall off of the good the good series. Yeah. But you know the, the thing I don't understand is, you know, at halftime, let's say a, someone comes down, they shoot a three, and they don't know if it's on the line or not, and they say, "Oh, we'll check it out later." And you got certain calls like it, 
like that call right there, it was a bang bang play. Stoppage was done. I'm like, yo, I'm throwing a red flag. I know you can't review that. They should allow for possession, like especially at the end of the game, where they're like, oh, you need to review that. You know, I know I don't have a challenge or what may be, but that needs to be reviewed. Just like you would review if it was a three or not, you need to review stuff like that because that is too important. Now, if the team is up 16, you know, something like that, there's no need to review. But this is a one-point game. One game you have to review because you have to get it right. Yeah. I, it's just, man, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of this this year. There's been a yeah. lot of coaches. I mean, we played Draco. <laughs> earlier in the year going off. He's complete clip. Uh, we, had, we had guys bringing laptops to the to the freaking post-game press conference and showing you clips. I mean, it it's just been – and I, here's the thing, too, is maybe I haven't seen it or maybe I haven't heard mm-hmm. it. I haven't heard the NBA say a damn word about this. And it's been, a, it's been probably more of a glaring issue yeah. this season than any season, at least in recent memory for me. And I haven't heard Adam say a word Mm-mm. about tightening he, he, up the officiating. Not a word. I, I think he, he thinks it's going to take care of itself. But me, I, I also think that each and every year they're adding a rule. They're taking a rule out. They're putting this rule in. Yeah. You know, when did the gather step come in? When did, you know, the flop rule come in? When did this charge circle come in? It's like these refs keep come bom- getting bombarded by all these different changes and it's sometimes like enough is enough. Stop changing all these rules, you know. And the flop rule, I saw a guy clearly flop the other night, and then they didn't call it. And then you had a call where a guy just kind of do this, and they called a flop. It's so many inconsistencies in how the refs ref because everybody views it a different way, and they need to just take some of these rules out so the refs can really concentrate on one thing and be like, okay, I'm gonna get this right because I don't have to worry about this other BS. Yeah, they. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I don't know what can be done. I don't know if anything can be done because what I'm tired of seeing is after every single game, after every pivotal call, whether you should have made it or not, looking down at the bottom of the screen and say, oh, they went back and reviewed it and it should have been called. And I'm like, what does that do? About it. <laughs> what does that do? I mean, what does that do? It just for makes you mad if you're on the other side of it. It just pisses you Pretty off. Much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if there's nothing that can be done after the fact, then yeah. just, yeah, no, let's not. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than coming back after the fact, like B said. Hey, you know, we, sh- yeah. we missed this call. Oh, we got that that's, wrong. That's on us. You're like, no Moving shit. On. Yeah, well, you, All you America saw that bullshit, and but I, you three dummies. Dude, I'll tell you what, though. Like you said, Rob, the year he's mm-hmm. having in Detroit and the year Detroit yeah. has had, mm-hmm. I, I think even stupid things like, that game ain't going to make a difference for them. But morally... Like from the morale of that team, getting a win over a good team in their building—that mean it means something. It does. It has value. Mm-hmm. It means something to a team that is not going to be even close to playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, they've won like seven games. I mean, it's I not think even. They've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they? it's just nuts. It's nuts. The season they've had. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, I, that was that happened. Was it last night? I was. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, I did want to mention also the Heat Pelicans fight. Oh, uh, that was from oh, Friday. Yes, but dude, that was another another one where refs were swallowing the whistle down the down the stretch in that game and letting them get chippy and letting them play aggressive and letting them elbow each other out and stuff. And then it just blew up. And yeah. uh, look, man, I love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy runs hot, 
So, but you like you can't, you cannot instigate the the war that that game became. The end of that game was just a full on blowout. Yeah, it got out of control. Hey, but the thing is, it worked in the Heat's favor, though. <laughs> well, what, you know, Jimmy, you look at Jimmy only got yeah. a game, right? Yeah, but how about uh, what Thomas Bryant got? Oh, Thomas three? Bryant got three because he came off the bench. <laughs> Tom Bryant didn't get no minutes. <laughs> he wasn't even playing. He came off the bench to start throwing punches. Yeah. Hey, it, it's 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 bad though when when you um, I, I blame the Miami Heat because they they have guys they so duty if something breaks out, jump in front of the bench and keep everybody in their area. And but that didn't happen. And you know, and to me, it's just scary when it when it spills over into the crowd, those are the ones that worry me because now this is where innocent people can get hurt. No, I know on the back of that ticket, <laughs> it's oh, it's a, a, the print is like this, it's a, six point it's font, very, you can't read it yeah. for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but still though, you know, and I, and I hate that it happened, but you know, hey, they do it in hockey every day, so why not let, let them do it in basketball? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the, uh, Kevin, Kevin Love and Zion were tangled up in this thing. Um, but that wasn't even a hard foul. No, Kevin that was, Love, not at all. And, and it looked actually, like, who it in this looked league like, and I think Zion, Zion big ass up. And that's just it. I think Zion even said that Love was trying to kind of like break his fall on his way down. Yeah, like he wasn't just like tackling him to the ground. He was trying to prevent him from hurting himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, man, that got dude. That's another one that got out of hand because mm-hmm. the shooting ugly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You want to talk about LeBron briefly? I know we bring up no. LeBron. No? Okay. No. Moving on from Because I'd rather talk about court storming and stuff like that before we talk about LeBron. Okay. Well, I mean, just the only reason is, man, he's all over the place today because of the Bronny stuff. What happened with the Bronny Well, stuff? he's telling everybody. That I guess ESPN pulled him off their mock draft for 2024. And everyone's, oh, yeah, oh, he's So he's basically just going, look, let him be a kid. Back off him. Get off him. Yeah, but the criticism but, is because he was the one on social media posted shit. Was it like earlier in the year, last year, saying he could play right now amongst any of these guys? Yeah. So it's like pick a lane, bro. Either he's gonna play me, he could play in the NBA now, or he's gonna be a kid. But stop yeah. going back and forth on that. You, like, you know what's weird? I, go ahead, B. I, I, as much as I love LeBron James, sometimes I don't, I don't think he he's all there from the standpoint of you can't light a fire and then want to hide the match. Now that the whole forest is being set ablaze. You can't, you had no problem with mock drafts 
in the past, the only issue that you're having now is that your son is a part of it. And you're not, and it's not a favorable mock draft to you. His numbers are his numbers. Now you want to talk about let him be a kid. Well, like you said, Rob, it wasn't that long ago when he was talking about he could play on some of these NBA teams. Bro, you can't make that statement. And then when the results of whatever he's showing on the floor show up in the mock draft, which a mock draft ain't 100% true. It's not an indication. They're more or less meaningless. They're just shit for ESPN to talk about. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just content, <laughs> and 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 obviously we're, we're talking about it now, so it 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 it's doing its job. But you know we got a job to do as well. You you can't come on, dog. You can't you can't do that just because he has James on the back of his jersey. That's not a prop. That's not an indication of what his career is going to be like. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. They put him and Jimmy Butler's numbers like side by side, and where Jimmy was at a certain <laughs> point in time, and Jimmy was probably like at the same place in a sense and so they're trying to compare and i'm like well don't do that because he ain't jimmy butler yet or we don't know if he'll ever have the career like jimmy butler but at the same time you can't you can't do this you can't consistently throw the stone and then hide your hand you can't do it yeah you know the thing about it is lebron you know i i i mean i should say lebron jr because he had um james jr on his jersey um went to the ucla usc game the other day and i was watching him he doesn't get no burn. He's very talented. He's playing behind two guys that are really good. And the one freshman that's supposed to go hard, leave and go, I don't remember his name, but Collins or something like that. Okay. So if he just waits one year, then the next season it's all his because he was doing some really, really good work out there, but he doesn't, you know, he's playing behind someone that's better than him. And, and he just needs to wait his turn and then next year, USC is his team. But I, I I wish I could, like, say something to the whole world. Like, all these students that are in the stands, they be killing that kid, man. Why? Just because he's LeBron James' son? Yes. That is so unfair. No, it what is they completely unfair, him, but that's the reason. What it, like, and, and it's just bad, man. People are like, you know, they screaming, daddy's money, overrated. The dude is fucking good. It had nothing to do with his daddy's money. The dude is good, so leave the kid alone. And I just hate when these fans jump on these NBA kids. Like, let him live his life. He need to find his own path. And and, and don't expect them to, these kids to be their dads because some of them are better than their dads and some of them are not can equal up to their dads. So leave that kid alone, man. It, it was just yeah. like, I want to I wanna stand up and say, I'm in the UCLA and I got to go forwards up because Christian's going the next thing. said, shut the hell up. Leave that kid alone, man. But, yeah, it is what it is. There is never going to be his. He's not going to be allowed to outrun the criticism. I don't care how good he becomes, because it's part of the the heavy is the head. You know. Yeah. Your last name is James, and for Junior, yeah, your name is LeBron James. (laughs) That makes it ten times worse. So for all the 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 special things and the the um. The, the the gifts and everything that comes along with having that last name, you at the same time you can't accept that without accepting the other side of that coin. Like, like, hey, you're a James. It is yep. what it is. Like yep. you, it is what it is. But it's just I I feel like it's unfair for people to just it is you know, beat it's, him down because who, who his father is. Yes, and it's also yeah. the reason why a lot of kids of pro athletes 
don't often follow in their parents' footsteps because it's really hard, especially if your name is LeBron James Jr. Now, if he went off and played football, this would be a different conversation about this kid. Now, he'd still be LeBron's kid, but he he wouldn't be trying to play the sport his dad has literally dominated for two decades. Let me tell you what they would have done if he went went to play football. LeBron played football in high school. They would have been pulling oh, yeah, up been, LeBron's, yeah, LeBron's numbers clips. versus his numbers, and yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, um, if 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 LeBron would have played football, would would him and LeBron played on the same team? Mm-hmm. And you know, can LeBron is LeBron going to leave the NBA you know, and go to the LeBron NFL? Put no twenty years in football. So, oh hell no, nobody plays twenty years unless you're Tom Brady. You don't play twenty years in football. Yeah, it'd be different. It wouldn't be as much obviously because they don't play the same sport and they're not in the same league. But there's. You're still going to find something there just for the simple fact that that name that you have on the back of that jersey, it weighs a ton. Yeah, it does. Yeah. He's not your average kid. It comes with baggage. That's one of the things with my uh, middle saying, right? With Cameron, it was funny. He was telling me stories in town business. He was like, one of his friends came by his apartment and he says, I couldn't find you on the thing. He says, what did you look? I said, I told a dude, Cameron lives here. I said, dude, I have to, I have to use my lead, my government name. My name is Robert, dude. He says, your name Robert? He's like, yeah, dude, my name is Robert Cameron Ori. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know your name was Robert. Because he's ne- we've never, ever called him Robert. He's always been Cameron his whole life. So the, all his friends were like, one of his friends like, damn, I never knew that dude. I'm like, he's like, what kind of friend are you, man? You don't know no, my name, okay. real name. I had friends for years in college. I learned by their nickname. Mm-hmm. There was a friend of ours named Cotton. I didn't know his name. You could on a bet. I was good friends with the kid on a bet. I couldn't tell you his name. I know his mm-hmm. name now. It's Jason, but I didn't know back then. I knew the kid for years. I just it was Cotton. It's my buddy Cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're right though, B. That that name weighs a lot, man. And yeah. I do, let me ask you a question. Do you worry about this at all, Chris? No, I. I and don't. I know he's I... not trying to be you, and obviously yeah. you guys play very different games, but his. His last name is still on the back of that jersey. I know, and, and it's weird. And sometimes I do because when I'm in the stands, you know, like last, it was two games ago where they were just saying that you're not your father, you know, and Christian hit a three and says, I'm better than my father. And so I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Talk shit back to him. So, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me, man. You know, I, I mean, I had you, that conversation. Right, you do your I best to not. You. Yeah. I said the biggest thing is you're going to have to block out the outside noise. And that's the, every athlete has to, has to learn how to do that, to block out the outside noise and be who you are. I said, you're going to be better than me, so go out and do your thing. You're already better than me, so I'm, I'm proud of you regardless of what you do in your life. And, and here's the thing. like When you look at a lot of sons of these NBA stars, you know you, you see like a lot of the separation because you, you don't hear much about Carmelo's son, Kayan. Um, you, you haven't heard a lot about D-Wade's son, Zaire. You know, you hear certain things, every little whispers about, you know, the Boozer twins or Gilbert Arenas. Like, these are sons of prominent former NBA players that you don't hear a whole lot about. And then you have LeBron's kids who, obviously, because his dad is, their dad is still playing and he's still the face of the league. He's been face leads pretty much since he came in the league. Where it don't matter what the even their little daughter, like is <laughs> she getting some airtime? Like, I mean, obviously yeah. she does other things, but the print 
princess is getting a lot. Obviously, Savannah want to stay out of the spotlight as much as she possibly can. But that's Savannah. You know, she does other things, whether it comes to modeling, whether it comes to fashion. You know, it, it's hard to stay out of that when you have that kind of name on the back of your jersey, no matter how much you want to. And obviously, with the Melo is a former and future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. D Wade is is a few. Is he in yet? Is uh, D Wade in yeah. the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he went in. Like, okay, here's a four. Yeah, yeah, son of a Hall of like these. But those Zaire guys, is like Zaire is what like five, six years past high school, college. He's moved so, I mean, on. Yeah. Yeah, but but even even with that being said, just hearing their names being the sons of yeah. Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, yeah compared look, to LeBron. If Gibber's son is Gibber's son is really good. You I know, know. He's averaging about 35 points a game. Uh Carmelo's son is really good too. You know, yeah. he's uh, he's playing extremely good. You know, and it's so weird to be in this high school circuit now. So you you hear about all these these sons and you you, you watch them play and and you see you know, how much work they put in and, and you just hope that they can, you know, get away from being their fathers and just be them, you know, and and not be attached to the guys because each person has a different game. You know, Carmelo's game is nothing going to be like his son's, you know, and I will say Arena's son and his game are, are kind of the same because they're on the perimeter guards and they both can light it up. So everybody, you know, you're not going to be, this, you know, if Christian was 6'9 like me, I would expect him to be just like me and better, you know, but it's hard to duplicate the same size as your father. You know, only ones like that are the Boozer twins, you know, except the oldest, what the youngest one. I don't know the ages, but they're twins, but one is like 6'10", 6'11", the other one's like 6'6". So, you know, the uh, one has the body, it has the exact body of his father. And so he plays like his father, but he's way better than his father was at this point in his, in, at his age. But yeah, these, these kids are coming up. So you should be proud of these kids that these kids want to follow in their father's footstep and try to, you know, hope they blaze the same trail. I think the I'll diff- say this. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, No, James. no, no, do it. I, and we always say this, God rest his soul. But, like, and God rest her soul. Gigi? Like, if you, we're talking about kids or former, like, greats. Like, it, it hurts because, can you imagine, like, like she's in this conversation as well, just on the trajectory she was headed, you know, when it comes to college and when it comes to being the next great WNBA player and just being the daughter and being the child of Kobe Bryant. You see what I'm you saying? Got, yeah, you want to flip it? You got Zach Randolph's daughter, he's a beast. You got Shaq's daughter. Shaq's daughter, beast. yeah, Miara. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. going to Florida. So, yeah, yeah. So, you, got some, hey, you got some daughters of some former NBA that are, are, are on the horizon that could change the league and be some beasts too. So, so yeah. they talk about the rise, and obviously, college basketball has kind of exceeded the WNBA in a sense when it comes to. You know, just news and spotlight. just the players that they come. Yeah. Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about, and I heard, you know, Arena's talking about this the other day. He's like, You're a if you want the WNBA to go to the next level, you gotta allow these girls in college who have these storylines behind them come out of college earlier. You gotta yeah. allow them to come out of co- huh? They can go hard shoot. Well well, he's saying that how they, they can't they can't come out after they can come out of what after a year? Yeah, they can come out. Well here's gonna, the thing is but how many of them been that good to come out though? You know, maybe Juju, Juju. is coming out. Caitlin, uh, but she and you no, know, they trying to get Caitlin to stay one more year. You know, yeah. So they can they can come out, but you that you got to think about it when you talking about the 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 maturity of women and the way the bodies develop. 
19-year-old women compared to 25-year-old women, it's a big difference. It's not like in the NBA. So it'll be tough on it because that's a grind on their bodies. So w- it, it, WNBA draft rules stipulate the college players must be 22 years old during the year of the draft, have graduated or will graduate seriously? within three months of the draft from a four-year university or have gone to a four-year university where her original class would have graduated or will graduate within three months of her draft. Totally different. Totally different. Someone did hardship not too long ago. I can't remember. It was one of the girls from South Carolina or UConn left early to go to the WNBA. Yeah, totally different. So I, I, don't, I don't think that there rule applies. I think they throw it out the window. So Okay. Oh. I had to research that because I know it was one girl who went hardship. I can't remember her name. So that was from the uh, WNBA. Yeah, I, I just, you know. But, yeah, those are the type of things where, you know, you look at the WNBA, talking about how do we make it, you know, better. A lot of these girls, especially now with NIL, hell, they make it. <laughs> They ain't gonna leave. Caitlin Clark coming back, man. She's gonna come back mm-hmm. for a fifth year. Cause why yeah. would you? Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You could tower that record a little higher, make it unachievable beyond anything anybody could even think about. Well, I don't know about unachievable. Could Juju putting up some numbers, but I yeah, know she's probably gonna know. leave that's, early. That's but... tough, though. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Mm-hmm. Juju, Juju needs to leave early. <laughs> uh, and I'm saying that because my thing is sometimes when. Sometimes you got to take them bumps and bruises young. So as you continue to develop now at, at the age that I feel as though you being coming into the league, you're already in the league a year or two and taking those bumps and bruises. So now you're even a better player now than what you would have been coming in at that age, coming into the WNBA. It's just taking those bumps and bruises. I, I, I still think she needs to, from watching her play, I still think she needs to, learn the game a little more because when you go to the next level, those girls play really good team basketball mm-hmm. and Juju right now, she sometimes takes some bad shots because she's just that much better than everybody else. So when you go to the next level, you got to understand everybody's is on the same level as you so that you kind of learn that in college. And that's, what's wrong with the NBA game too, where they, these guys went and done and they've been the stars of their team and they don't know how to, share the basketball. They don't know how to move without the basketball because they had the basketball in their hands the whole entire career. And so it makes it difficult to win games. And, you know, and it's a lot of teams. You, I'm not going to call anybody out. They all got like three-year players, and that's why the team sucks because they don't know how to play team basketball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, uh, would, would you like to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you some options here. You want to do Stephen A? <laughs> you want to do uh, court storming? Court storming. You want to do court storming? Yes. 
So obviously this was another big story this week. Yes. I, uh, Kyle Filipowski from Duke mm-hmm. uh, injured on the court after they lost to Wake Forest 83-79. Duke was ranked number eight. Wake Forest unranked. Of course, everyone storms the court, and he got checked by a few fans and twisted his, I think he got his ankle. Knee. Twisted up. Was knee. it his knee? Okay, it was his yeah. knee. Got a knee bump. Um, and I, I seems seems as though he's going to be okay, but is, yeah. you know, the idea of the fact that a player who's got very big upside and Duke sitting at number eight, mm-hmm. potentially having to lose him going into March because fans stormed the court. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's the quickest I've ever seen fans storm the court. I mean, like, they were on the court so fast. It's like, the, you know, it's almost like, you know, when you get to a point like that, it's almost like, you know, it's like one second left. They need to call a timeout and do what Detroit Pistons did back when the Bulls beat them. Said, hey, take the players off. You cannot score. You want to storm the court, run it. it they need to find something right. because because as soon as a player punches someone, that player is in trouble. You know, I can feel like, hey, you know, if we in Florida, what's that rule they got in Florida? You know, something about when you oh, threaten. Yeah, stand your ground. Stand your ground. <laughs> like, stand your ground. I, I'm like, someone run up on me like that. I, I, he looked dangerous. I had to protect myself. I know you're probably going to get beat down by 30 other fans, but that one going to take the punishment. So they got to do something to, to protect these players. Even on the football field, you know, that's even more dangerous because football players got helmets. They can just start knocking motherfuckers out and they'll stop, they'll stop storming the field then, right? So you're more but, concerned about the fans getting injured because the players start no, whooping their ass. No, I'm worried about everybody, man, because you, you're you going to think about it. You lose a game, you're not feeling right. As soon as a fan bump into you and you oh. catch them wrong, you can, you can catch these hands. And it's like, yep. and I don't think fans understand that. You don't need to run on the court at the, just to enjoy a game to me it's like telling your team oh you really suck now you finally won a game you know <laughs> I, I don't understand that uh, but Just isn't that, that know- kind of like a sports tradition right. like, like especially in college sports when when a team that has no no absolute ground to win a game wins a game like when app state beats michigan in football <laughs> yeah i could get that i could get them just being so out of their mind excited Everyone just right onto the field. Hey, I just I just don't want people getting hurt. I don't want fans getting hurt. I'm I don't with want you. Players getting hurt. Stay in the damn stands. Go out and TP your, your tip your own damn campus. Go out there and flip over cars. Rip you know. down those goalposts, man. We gotta carry them out to the lake and throw them in the yeah. lake. Again, you're gonna be like the guy. Just don't be that guy from Tennessee that gets hit in the head by the goalpost oh, and yeah. pass away. <laughs> you know, great. this is this. See, this is what, what I mean. Like. It's all fun and games until, right, until something gets happens. hurt. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get it. I, mm-hmm. that, I can't, and I don't remember, maybe I'm wrong, I don't remember ever seeing a story like this, though, where a yes. player got hurt from fans storming the court. Well, I don't think ever about remember just, that happening. What, a week ago, the girl knocked down Caitlin. You know, think oh, yeah. about if you if you hurt Caitlin, the face of the NCAA oh. women's basketball. Yeah, hands down. You know, And now it's like, I guarantee if she'd have got hurt, there'd be a rule right now. But the fact that nobody's really got seriously hurt, you know, you think about LSU got fined 100 k for when they when they stormed the court. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the funny part, Angela Reese was the first one out there. I'm like, so I find these schools two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, watch how and, fast. Yeah, and watch how fast. Not 100 k, 100 k. You know, these big schools like LSU, they can afford 100 k. Here's the thing: 
depending on who those schools be, because obviously you you got you're only gonna have you're only gonna storm the court if you beat certain teams. Like certain teams only like any any unranked team that goes in and beats Duke, they're gonna storm the floor. There's a very good chance. North Carolina, those type of teams. Those schools don't care about that. They don't care about paying that little fine. You know why? Because if we if we, we just beat Duke or not, perfect example. Here at Georgia Tech and in Thriller Dome, first North Carolina a few weeks ago, they beat them. Guess what happened? Court storm. Mm-hmm. Best believe it. I got it all on camera. I saw it all right there. <laughs> it it happened. You know why? Because that's the University of North Carolina. They came in ranked the number three team in the league, in the nation. Georgia Tech is unranked. That's going to happen. And guess what? Schools do not care about paying that little two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. They wipe their butt with that money. <laughs> yeah, but it keep happening. <laughs> You're gonna be like, well, that's the thing. I think yeah, his but, point but, is, but, it, it, I, it, it, how could it keep happening? It's not going to happen. It will happen once in a blue moon to mm-hmm. to one school here and there. But it's just exactly. going to take, like, you know, I wish they would have, you know, did something after that kid from Tennessee got killed and put it more out there that you cannot do something because this is the results of you, Stonefield. And they just, you know, it's just, you just have to protect the people involved, players, fans, because think about it. You have hotheads. Think about it. What's the kid from, from Detroit Pistons? Imagine if he was in college. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. And you run, and that's his best friend on the team. He about to kill some people. He about to knock about three or four people out. Yeah. And so and now he's gonna get a lawsuit. But it's your fault. Yeah, but for, I was, but you're on the you're on the court. Yeah, and that's right. You're, I'm like, you're if, down there. Yeah, if you down there, you should. That's not a if, place if for down fans. There, yeah. Yeah, if you down there, you cannot, and you get hit by a yeah, player. Oh, your own risk. You cannot press charges because you stepped into their world. It's your risk, and you man. Catch these hands. <laughs> you're gonna run onto a football field while there's players still on the football field. That's mm-hmm. your own risk, man. Yeah, you yeah, are, you are entering the, the field coaches. of play. Yeah, yeah. I under, I understand. I completely understand the coaches because you obviously it's a safety issue for my players. You mm-hmm. know, I need my guys healthy. Unfortunately, I just don't think there's anything that you can do about it because you're not going to catch all those kids. Yeah. Oh well, no! You know, if there's, yeah, if there's like a but fine you can or you can see or, you no. can see it happening though. Because the, when the kids start coming towards the court, like right. in that instance, when there was, you can see the kids already coming to the court, and it's almost like you, as a coach, you see that shit. You gotta say, you gotta call a timeout. Yeah, the refs have to call it. The refs have to call a timeout. Yeah. Get your players. And off you just say, hey, we're gonna just you know do like the end of games when you're up thirty. You just let the time run out, and then the fans can storm the court. But when the fans storm the court, it's just putting players at risk because that's not that's, yeah. that's not fair for players. These are innocent kids playing, and all you all you dumbasses run the court and run over these kids. You know, and and, and it's and it's always someone like streaking. Where the hell are you going? Why are you running that damn fast? Where are you going to try to get to the middle of the court? Is there a prize at the middle of the court? No, there isn't. And it's just, that, then I, when I looked at that situation, I just knew he had tore his ACL or something. The way that kid uh, hit him in the way his, his status went to the sky. Know. Is he going to yeah. be okay? I think I thought I saw something that said he was going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he handled it very well. To in his interview, he was just like, you know, I understand. You know, they beat us, and, and that's the reaction. And he, I'll be like, man, next time 
someone's gonna catch these hands. <laughs> Dude, I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, that's uh he's still sore. Yeah. That was the last yeah. update I saw. But it doesn't look like there's any at least I haven't heard of any major yeah. long term injury. But you have to consider the fact that what if? You know, mm-hmm. what if what if he tore his ACL? Yeah. What the hell? Yep. I mean, God, it would be forget it. The NCAA would have to do that's the other thing too. The NCAA at what point are we going to just admit this is kind of a sham organization? You got to step in and do some shit, man. You got to. Oh, we've been admitted that. Well, yeah, yeah. I know that, but it's like, but we continue to just let them be the boss, but they're like the absentee boss. They're never around. Yeah. They never yeah. help. They never uh, respond. Uh, uh, uh. Only when they got to come out their pocket about something. Oh, it's going to cost us money. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find a kid for something really stupid, for something really freaking stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's. I think the hardest thing about this is what do you do. Yeah. That's the hardest thing, like B said. How how do you put some kind of an answer in front of schools, in front of fans, in front of everybody that makes sense? Because I really do believe, I'm with B, when you have that moment as a student body, dude, it's it's exhilarating. You want to, I mean, I don't know what you get from storming the court, but everything in your body's like, I'm going to run out there and celebrate. But when it comes at the expense of a kid's health, yeah, you know, or anybody's health, that's some, that's some shit. You know, uh, you look kid, like anybody in my air, you get hit, it's on you. <laughs> Every place oh, yeah. start doing that. This anybody is my, in my air, you bubble. Get hit. <laughs> <laughs> you come into the bubble and you get, yeah. It's like when you were a little kid and you're just like, yeah. I'm going to just kick in this direction. <laughs> and if you run into my foot, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> we're all eight-year-olds. Yeah. B never did that. He was a nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the eye roll. <laughs> you felt that. Okay. Through, felt that through the computer. Shit. Uh, all right, we got a couple more quick things here, and then we'll move on to big shot of the week, and then uh, our game. Do we want to? We can. We can punt any of this to shoot around if you want. Did you want to get into any of the Stephen A. stuff? I, I didn't see the Stephen A. stuff. So Stephen A. and Stephon Marbury. Uh, actually, it was more Stephon Marbury than it was Stephen A. So Stephen mm-hmm. A. went after Zion again this week uh, for his weight. I saw that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I'm going to play the clip. Uh, here was Stephen A.'s take on Zion. This was on first take the other day. Zion Williamson, it's not about his game. It's about how many burgers he's eating and whether or not he's going to be in shape or is he going to keep eating McDonald's and have chefs clamoring for him to come to their restaurants. That's what he has to prove, that the chefs don't love him any longer, okay? That he's committed to playing basketball and being in shape. So he obviously takes the cheap shot. I think he was trying to be funny. But this comes on the heels of the thing we played a few weeks ago. He's fat! Where he just roasted him on his podcast and said he's fat, he saw a belly and all that stuff. So Stephon Marbury comes out this week and says, when are we going to defund his voice? Yeah. Stephon's point being, he only seems to go after black athletes this way. Taking the personal shots, the fat jokes and all that stuff. That was Stephon Marbury's point. Yeah. And I don't, I don't obviously I I can't really speak much to that, but do you guys feel that way? You know, I don't watch Stephen A enough to know who he goes after. So I feel uh, like he goes after everybody, regardless I, I of know. race, creed, or whatever. I feel like it's his job to kind of be the antagonist. Yeah. But you know, but at after a while though, you know, you've said one thing about me 
let it go. Don't keep harping on it, you know, because if you look at, you know, everybody, all athletes aren't going to have the body you want them to have, you know, and, and so just stay off Zion. You know, if the organization's happen, but well, they've been winning, he's playing good, leave him alone, man. Don't, hey, stay in your, I know you want to have some content to talk about, like, let him, if the organization comes out and say, hey, Zion needs to lose some weight, then you can jump on the band. You said your piece once. Don't keep harping on it. And they, and, and uh, and you know, they fired respond. back. They yeah, fired yeah. back at him, mm-hmm. and, and they pulled up. Obviously, it's an it old thing. Shit. They pulled up Stephen A's <laughs> yeah. high school stats mm-hmm. uh, as their response. Here's the thing: we know Stephen A. Smith is an antagonist. This is what he gets paid to do. He is the antagonist of ESPN. He's very, very, very good at what he does. He does have the knowledge, but. Yes, he's an antagonist, and he will, you know, for content's sake, for content purposes, he'll take his shots and things of that nature, and yes, it can get annoying. It, it definitely can get annoying because you can see it from a mile away. You know you know what's going to happen. You, you know, know what you, he's going to say. You could be talking about Stephen A. Smith or John Kincaid for me. <laughs> That's a little bit of an inside joke for Harp. But uh, yep, the, one, the, hey. the guy who used to co-host Shaq's podcast with, with Harp and I, was his name's John Kincaid, and he used to work here with us in Atlanta. And John had that same approach. A lot of times you knew he was going to take the cheap shot and you could see it coming. And (laughs) you almost couldn't get mad at it because you knew it was coming. So you were just waiting for the cheap shot to go, oh, there it was. Okay. And Mm -hmm. it was like you had to have your hands up. But I get that same vibe from Stephen A to your point. Yeah. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. And I got to be honest with you, as much as I really like Stephen A, I get annoyed by him. Hell yeah. Because sometimes I don't, I don't want to always hit at, you the know. Yelling. All the damn yelling. Yeah, because sometimes we focus more on the act than what he's saying. Because one, we probably heard what he's saying a million times before. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a new act that's attached to it. So, you know, for people who may not listen to it, it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. When it's like, nah, we... We've seen a rabbit pull out the hat before, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it, he's great at what he does. But if you're going to continue to attack Zion because of this, even when they're playing well, yeah, we know that man got to watch his weight. We know New Orleans probably may not be the best place for him with all the good food down there. <laughs> but at the same time, they're playing yeah. well. He's playing well. Ease off him a bit. Now, I don't know about defunding his voice. <laughs> I won't well, that go was that Stephon far. Marbury. Yeah, Stephon Marbury just basically said, hey, how, how much longer are we going to give credence to the shit that he says? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, as long as ESPN want to pay him. That's exactly. absolutely right. As long as that check clears, you're going to hear him run his mouth. You know what? Because him and – I'm going to put it to you like this. As heavy as that ESPN name is, it's him and Pat McAfee <laughs> and Uncle holding Shea. that bad boy up. And Stephen A. Smith down there with him. I mean, uh, uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. yeah. So it's Uncle the, Shea, it's Stephen A., it's Pat McAfee right now. That's the brand. So ain't no defunding no voice no time soon in the foreseeable future. Mm-mm. Unless there's someone on the horizon coming that we don't know about. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Quickly, before we do Big Shot of the Week, we'll play our game. Have you seen the new Clippers logo? Yes. What do you think? I didn't know a Clipper was a ship. Yeah. Skipper. I, I just never associated <laughs> the LA Clippers with a ship. I, I, I never drew the correlation before. I knew a Clipper I was a ship. It. I said, what in the Carnival Cruise Line is this? Yeah, it was, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? it it's, and it's not even like, and here's the thing. You didn't pick like a sailboat, which is what a clipper is. You put a fucking yacht in there. <laughs> like, no, like, you didn't like put a yacht. Bomber luxury yacht in the middle. That's No, that's Bomber Cruise Line. Yeah. That, does, he have a, does he have a cruise line? No, no, but I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't, oh I'm like, he got a shit ton of money. He might, you know. But I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> it, it feels very highbrow, you know. <laughs> I did not know a clipper was Thirsty a bomb. Howell. <laughs> yes, it's very thirsty now. Like, put that logo on like a on like a yachting shirt or something. You know what I mean? Like that is just oh boy. But you know, you got to give it to bomber. He's he's trying to be creative, trying to do something different. You know, even with the mascot they had, I'm like, you know, they have the pelican. And the Pelican's gonna go sit on the yacht, and now he has it all. Now, wait, wait, wait. What is their mascot? Wasn't it like some type of uh, bird? It was some bird. I don't it know, some... brother. Don't you know. in LA? You in Crypto more than I am. I represent the Lakers. I don't no, know but you, but you there. You, I'm pretty sure you've seen something. It, it, I don't even, yeah, it, it's uh, a, it's a condor. A condor. Chuck okay. the condor. Hey, <laughs> in Los Angeles back in 2016. <laughs> He's got a 10 foot it. wingspan. And he wears it the number two thirteen, really right? I don't. Even, I, I think it disappeared. I, oh, I it, was, it was it was come and gone, man. It yeah. was it was a fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, here, let me see if I can. But you it. know, you you, you got to think about this. You're leaving uh, about to say staple staple slash crypto. <laughs> oh, I have seen that before. Yeah, I'm glad they got rid the of condor. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad he flew away. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah his ass. New stink. arena, new uniform. See, you have to come. You you trying to rebrand them so I, I i get what he's trying to do because you hadn't won you might win this year and if you can stay healthy and so now you got to go into this new building you need new branding you need new money because oh he does i'm not i'm not knocking building. the brand the the, mm-hmm. the 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 move i just yeah. was like the 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 leaning in heavy on the ship thing i didn't really yeah it didn't gel for me yeah I'm just I, he didn't put him on the uniforms though you know yeah yeah i mean he kept the just change the font, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and the Intuit Dome and everything they're doing. I mean, look, I'm sure that stadium is going to be yeah. incredible. And I, I agree with you. I think that legitimately, if there's a year where you could look at the Clippers and go, well, maybe this is a good year. This is maybe a year that they could make some noise mm-hmm. if they could stay healthy and keep playing the way they're playing. Man, yeah, I, I, that is I'm going to with... go ahead. B. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I said, like, how good would it feel to have double fuck you money? Because that's what Palmer has. Oh, has my God. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Like triple. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's, yeah. Anybody that was tied up in, in the beginnings of Microsoft and Apple back in those days, yeah, they got, they got fuck you money beyond anything. Yeah, people who have I fuck think, you money go, I wish I had his fuck you money. He got I think he's barrel. top 10. <laughs> top 10 and, um... I think he's like the, I don't know. The richest, richest people eight, on the earth. richest or, man in the yeah, world or something, something like that. Like that yeah. And I think he is the, he's the richest owner, I believe, in the NBA. Or is it the Nets owner? I thought it was the Portland owner. Oh, uh, they're all rich. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter who's the richest. Maybe. When you get to date, when they stratosphere, they all got really billions, matter. man. Nobody <laughs> up there. There's like seven, eight I, of them that are just like, mm, who do you want to kill? I do today? believe this. Go ahead. That, that, that into a dome. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a tough place to play. I do believe that, and I'm being completely objective. I do think with wow. as good as this Clipper team is, mm-hmm. that's going to be a really hard place to play. You so you start talking about you know home court advantages because now they actually can create one. You know, minus obviously, you know why? You said why? Yeah, why are they going to be all right? Why is it going to be home court advantage? Well, because now. I, I want to say, well, because I think they're already a tough team to play. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're creating your own, you have your own everything. You now have your own arena. You've rebranded. You have two stars going into that building. I, I'm assuming that that crowd is going to be pretty decent. I just think over over the years, as time goes on, I don't ever think LA is, LA is always going to be a Laker town. But I do I, think going yeah. into that building – I, I think they can over the years create a home court advantage that could. I, I don't think be pretty so. Scary. You don't think so? I don't think so. But number one is you you moving where the Lakers used to play. You still you know the Lakers played two blocks over. I mean it might be one block over, right there. So you in you you in Inglewood. When you say Inglewood, you think of Lakers. No, it's true. And so now you coming into Laker Town. I I I, I think the first couple of months because you know when it's new and shiny, everybody wants to go see it. Unless they really start winning, I don't think they still gonna have home court advantage because it's it's just it's not a Clipper town, it's a Laker town. What kind of numbers now, do I, they get right now at crypto? Do they, they don't do sell right? out. They, they don't sell, sell out when they, they play New York. Uh, they play you know Philly. It, they mostly sell out when they play the Lakers and uh, and the, the good East Coast teams from Boston. Uh, Milwaukee, Philly, and everybody else is a no-no. Maybe Miami, because Miami has a huge following out here. But well, that's such a y'all are such LA is such a unique city where obviously the history and everything with it being the Lakers, it's a Laker town. Yeah. But the Lakers are not the better team in that city right now. And yeah. the fact that they're still the ones and they're gonna sell out because they're the Lakers, but then you have the actual <laughs> better team currently in the Clippers who are kind of like the redheaded stepchild, and you know what I'm saying? And, they won that, man. Until they oh. win a championship, nobody's gonna jump on that ship. You're right. Clippers <laughs> are Clippers are twelfth in the NBA right now in average attendance. Mm. Averaging just over eighteen thousand fans a game. You smack dab, you're pretty much in the middle. The Lakers are eleventh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Good lord. <laughs> so they are neck in neck so far this season. The Lakers get the Lakers get two more extra but, fans. Yeah. But no, but here's a here's a part though. You gotta understand. How much uh, carryover between those two? Laker tickets are fifteen thousand. Clipper tickets are two thousand. So yeah. that's why the difference in attendance. Which one can you afford to go to? <laughs> I can afford to see the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can. I can afford that Laker shit. Well, you get, mm-hmm. well, guys, what? When you're in the Intuit Dome with the fancy yacht 
on the shirt. Yeah, you ain't going to be able to afford that Clipper ticket no more. <laughs> exactly. So now I we're going to see what uh, Clippers fans are really worth. The All-Star game is there in 26? Yeah. yeah. Is it 26? Yeah, I think it's 26, yeah. Well, we'll see. All right, we'll, we'll kick a couple of these topics to uh, shoot around. We do an extra show on Friday, in case you didn't know. Uh, the shoot around, we'll have a few extra things uh, coming off of this week's show. To save, I do want to give Big Shot of the Week and play our game. Uh, Big Shot of the Week is going to go to two unnamed New York City traffic officers who over the weekend uh, saved a man who had uh, fallen onto the tracks and hit his head, was unconscious. They released the body cam footage, and it is wild because this is like the scariest thing in the history of the world to me is the idea of falling onto train tracks when there's subways and shit. Mm -hmm. But these two guys got down there with the help of some strap hangers, and they were yelling at, uh, you know, give give us a wave if there's a train coming, tell them to stop. I mean, they were, and they busted, they got down on that track, and I think three or four of them got that guy off of that track before the next train rolled up. Um, and that, to me, is terrifying. Yes. But, but here's your fact of the day that comes with it. In 2022... There were 13,065 known subway track incidents in New York City and 88 deaths. And here's why. People end up on the tracks through trips, falls, suicide attempts, or subway surfing, which I've never heard of, where adrenaline junkies climb on top of trains and try to ride on top of them. I heard about that. I've never That's heard of that York. before. That's New York Everybody City for think you, they Tom Cruise. It's, it's, it's Mission Impossible. Look, man. Dude, you watch too many movies. You think you're getting on top of a subway car? Exactly. Get the hell out of here. What are you doing? It's, it's unfortunate, man, but you, you look, you play stupid yeah. games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> no one's sitting up here telling you to sit up here and be Spider-Man and hop on top of a subway train. You are not – This look, I don't care what you think. You are not Batman. You are not Bruce Wayne. and that I, You are not – it ain't happening. I'm sorry. You ain't even Jack Reacher. <laughs> so, <laughs> so stop it. All I think of is that scene in Speed where Dennis Hopper and Keanu Reeves are wrestling on the top of the car, and he just pushes his head up and just burp, takes it I right know, off, right? <laughs> clean off, and like that. Yeah, that would happen. No, but a uh, big, a uh, big, big shot of the week to the to all the guys uh, from the New York City uh, Police Department and yeah. the uh, Traffic Transit Authority who jumped down on the tracks and saved that guy's Truly life. Truly putting your life yeah. at risk. Dude, that's they, crazy, stranger. They probably, I guarantee you, they. Like so many other professions, what their job is calling for, they don't make anywhere near the money that they should. Oh no! Truth. Like, not even close. It, just, just because of some of the cases are, some of them are from pure stupidity. Like, I got to save you from your own stupidity when it comes dumb. to this. Yeah, I got to save you from dumb. <laughs> yeah. Give me a raise. All right, let's play this week's game and wrap this thing up this week. Um, so this week's game. Is called uh, The Next Big Thing. I saw some stuff online this week that I shook my head at, where I was like, how is this a real business that people operate? Um, there was a story online this week. Did you see this story? I don't know if you may have. About companies, more and more of them are popping up around the country where you can pay people to cuddle. Like you, what? Can, you can cuddle. There's no sex involved. It's not dirty. Yeah, right. It's not nasty. Yeah, you right. go to a place and you spoon and you cuddle for like an hour. Mm -hmm. Nope. And then you bounce. And that's mm -hmm. it. That's that's great. That's, that ain't even great in theory. <laughs> no. That ain't that ain't that ain't uh uh. That always ends in sex. Mm -hmm. Cuddling ends in sex. It usually happens after sex, but if you're doing it before sex, it's going to end in sex. But anyway, so I've pulled uh, eight businesses here. 
gonna give you guys eight businesses. You just gotta tell me if it's a real business or if it's a fake business. Okay? Oh, I like this game. Alright. Uh, this game's called The Next Big Thing. Alright, number one. Edible shoes. Yes, these are shoes that you can wear and then eat. You can order them in a huge variety of flavors, including chocolate. And while most companies that make edible shoes are also in the business of producing more conventional fare, edible shoes are a business on the rise. Is that real or is that fake? Real. I'm going to say fake because that shit nasty. Think about you wearing some damn shoes outside. <laughs> it is nasty. And then it is nasty. I don't want to touch my shoes after I've exactly. been out in the world. Oh, like, oh, oh that's my shoes I wash my hands. I'm like, ugh. What? Why the chocolate bitter? Hey, that's, that, and, and if it is a real company, that's one company I'm not investing in. No, uh, uh-uh, because that shit ain't gonna last. I long. think it's real. This this chocolate's got cheese in it. Yeah, that's weird, man. Uh, that is a real company. That is a real company. So that's point for B dog. It's uh, real from the simple fact that it's disgusting. <laughs> that's true. That's true. God bless. All right, uh, story number uh, number two. Business number two. Uh, this company is called Not Again, K-N-O-T, Not Again, a company dedicated to untangling your worst knots from jewelry to headphones to extension cords. They will come to you for a minimal price. Is Not sounds, Again real business or a fake business? That sounds too real to actually be real. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes no sense whatsoever. Oh my goodness. What world do we live in, by the way? That sounds too real to be real. It makes I'm too much sense. Is, I'm going to say this is a real company because I guarantee there's a bunch of old people, elderly people, that have these knots and they want it done, so they'll pay them to come and do it. My thing is, you don't know nobody, a neighbor that can go get it out for you? <laughs> um, The knot, too. I, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, on that, on that, on that note, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for the heck, of it, I'm gonna say fake. It's a fake business. <laughs> it's a fake business. Harv's got the right theory. It makes too much sense to be real. How could it be? If it's dumb, it's probably fake, or it's probably real. All right, uh, next company, Mega Doctor. Tired of going to 10 different doctors? Mega Doctor will cover all of your health concerns, no matter the field. Our team of doctors are trained and certified in almost every major medical field. That's why they're the Mega Doctors. So instead of going to like an oncologist and a cardiologist and a general practitioner and a gastroenterologist, no. You just go to the Mega Doctor. They can handle it all in one place. Is that a real business or is that a fake business? I'm going to go unreal. I don't see that many doctors teaming up to split the split the money up. So you're saying fake? Fake. Mm-hmm. Harp. Mega doctors. I'm going to go real. Hey, back in the game, Robert Ori. That is a fake <laughs> business. <laughs> That's a fake business. It's, doctors are too damn greedy to split the That's profits. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, hell no. I'm a cardiologist. You're going to pay me. You're going to pay my brother. And you're going to pay him. Yeah, okay. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, business number four. Hire goats. Have you moved to the suburbs? Forget about pricey lawnmowers and paying landscaping companies when you can hire a goat. Hire goats takes the meaning of natural and eco-friendly products to a new level 
by letting you rent goats to eat your grass this instead is of paying I saw this. for landscaping. Is that real or is that fake? It's, it's real. I saw this one. Yeah, I think this is real, too. Uh, you're both right. It is a real business. I saw this. That one. is going to yeah. be the most uneven shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Rob, what's wrong with your lawn? Well, it's it's eaten by goats. It's not like... And, that big, and the stench you smell, don't worry about it. That's yeah, just no, that's fine. Yeah. So they ate the lawn uneven and then shit all over it. Uh, uh, good job, guys. Thanks. I'll just pay a landscaper. Bro. What are we even doing? What are we even doing? All right, number five. Virtual dating assistant. If you're fed up with the dating scene, outsource some of the work. Virtual Dating Assistance Select creates online dating profiles for you, has conversations with potential dates, plans and organizes the dates on your behalf. All you got to do is show up and be yourself. Is that a real business or is that a fake business? Real. Real. <laughs> Once again, you're both right. That is a real business. <laughs> Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna this is I would like you to meet my representative before you ever get to meet me. That's so because it because because one of the hardest things that people have trouble with nowadays is relationships and talking to other people. So they people are gonna make money mm -hmm. off of your laziness. Yeah. <laughs> Ineptitude, social yeah. In inadequacies. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. All right, uh number six. Oh, number six. <laughs> Chirp and slurp. That just don't sound right. This is a bar for people watching and bird watching. Get sauced while you're looking at birds outside and staring creepily at the other people inside. So a bar dedicated to people who like to people watch and bird watch. Chirp and slurp. Real business, fake business. Uh, I said fake. Fake. Once again, you're both on me. Yeah, that's a fake mm -hmm. business. That's just that, that doesn't <laughs> exist at all. But I do love the name chirp and slurp. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, right. I, it just don't sound right, man. So, uh, it sounds like, uh, like what's what's the girl name? She does all the shows. She said, like, "You got me right here clicking and fucking." <laughs> oh God, I don't know what you're talking about. You remember, you remember the movie? Oh, the, oh, what's her name? It's. Oh, no, I, I tell you, I, I I'll look it up and tell you next. Look week. at look at. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up on a break here. I'll tell you in a minute. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Ally is our seventh business. Two to go, by the way. Ally spelled A L dash L I E. Tired of finding people to help you cover your tracks? This business is available as an on-call alibi to back up all the lies you either tell on your resume, to your boss, or to your significant other. <laughs> now you can have an ally. So is Ally a company dedicated to being your fake alibi whenever you need one? Oh, no, yeah, he knows how to run word. Hey, he's, per he's proficient at it. I, real or fake? I, I, I think real. I think real too. I wish this was real. It's fake. <laughs> oh, it's fake. <laughs> but shit, this is a million dollar business idea, and I don't know why it hasn't been created yet because uh, we need to Regina jump on Hall. that. You remember it was Gina Hall and about last night. She would tell about, she had the thing, you got me running around here clicking and fucking. Oh, no, I, love, I don't remember. I love that. Regina Hall. I, I love Regina that. Hall. She's like mm. my favorite. All right, uh, very last one. Uh, business number eight Dirty Rotten Flowers. Bad breakup, good sense of humor, despite drive your decision-making. Dirty Rotten Flowers is for you. This business sends bouquets of dead, rotting flowers. Yes, to the it is people that you business. dislike in your life. Yes. I, I, I'm going to say real, too, because that's the perfect I hate you Valentine's Day gift. That's 100% real. We are petty sons of bitches, aren't we? <laughs>
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.